I would if that ever happens to me, just just hit me until I pass out. You're gonna like, pass out. As soon no, 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 no. I don't want to. No, 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 I don't want to feel. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to feel any of it. Literally, the moment they bend, I just want to. He's on a stretcher and like Josh talks to me. And you're like, I'm just that's it. And no, like, like, no, he's fine. No, 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 no. If you, you no, know, because if my knees, <laughs> if my knees break and you hear any kind of noise come from me. Just hit me. Just like, what if I don't hit you hard enough? I'm just like, no, just keep doing it. I don't want to think about the pain in my knee. You're so weak. You hit like a bitch. I can still feel my knees. Hit me harder. You broke my glasses. Now I can't see your weak now I can't see and I'm in pain. Doc, just end in there, please. You fucking kill me! He's, he's, stabbing, he's stabbing the leg. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Ooh. Welcome back to the Normac and Silver King podcast. <clears throat> it's your boy. Josh of the Round Table, and I'm joined by none other than the illustrious Pat ooh, Swayze. Ooh. Say what's up to the Getting people. more extra stuff on my name. What's <laughs> up, everybody? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Good to be back. Good to be here. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Hell yeah. There's a lot going on right now. Before I forget, like I just want to let you know, like I'm going to start letting you do this more often. You're going to keep adding more well, descriptive that's, things. No, you got to do nah, that in response. You. Do it for me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it, too. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, no, it's like... A lot of shit going on right now yeah, in, in the world of D&D. Yes, sir. Uh, I think the most, well, I don't want to say the most important, but most prominent is what it was like the Hasbro thing, right? Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Wizards of the Coast is actually owned by Hasbro. Some of you should be familiar yeah, that's with the toys company, and yeah. stuff like that. Games, all that shit. Yeah. Um, so now, because 5th edition and Dungeons & Dragons have been doing so well... <laughs> Hasbro has now allowed Wizards of the Coast to be like their own little section of Hasbro, and they have like more control and rights over more creative stuff. control over stuff they make because their profit was what like like since Fifth Edition dropped, D- Wizards of the Coast profit is like tripled uh, or doubled or something. Yeah, like that. it's like almost doubled than yeah, a, like it's way more than they've ever made before. Yeah, and uh, tell you man, this is the since this to... is the new renaissance of Dungeons and Dragons. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, and now like you know with games and more high quality figures like we just showed the Driss Duerden uh special stuff on our Instagram and stuff like that uh like I don't know like we we can ooh what are you talking about we have hopes for like six scale stuff <clears throat> like hot toys yeah that'd be cool I I think I the, would I would want like a hot toy like Strahd though oh hell like a six scale oh, Strahd the throne oh I get that I'd buy that and like it probably like you know how um, some I, of them have like that shitty backdrop, but it's still kind of cool. Yeah. Like it could have the I think it be stained like, glass. It should be a quarter scale, like that Mandalorian that's coming out. Oh it should be like a quarter God, scale, so he has like a whole a thing. And like, oh, I would buy that. I'd buy that. One hundred percent, I'd buy that. Yo, we should. We should. I'd buy, we <laughs> come should. up with the schematics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, listen, uh, wizards. Yo, I sideshow. Listen I, up. <laughs> I'll buy them. I mean, well, they got the partnership with Critical Role, so it's like a. Not that far off, you know. That is true. That is true. Granted, oh. it's not a it's not a hot toy though. It's a, it's just a statue. No, you're right. But that you you know I didn't even think about that. Like you're actually right because now it's more feasible. Like especially with magic coming out with the Forgotten Realms set. Mm-hmm. 
So more names in the Forgotten Realms like Dritz and stuff like that are going to be even more widely known. You think Dritz going to be a planeswalker? Planeswalker mm, or just legendary creature? I think he's just going to be a legendary creature. So you can make a whole I can commander, see a commander. Oh, <laughs> Papa! <laughs> <laughs> I already thought about that. You have. I want the whole. I want the whole crew. I want the whole crew. All his homies. I want him or somebody it could be Bruno. Depending on who's better configured, yeah. I want somebody to be the commander. What about that? Oh, they might have different colors though, so I can't probably have the whole crew. What about your boy Artemis? Yes. I don't even know what he looks if like. If I so. can get an Artemis and Drizzt six heel figure, that's all I need. That's all I need. I feel like. <clears throat> of all the things that'll get like toys and stuff first, it'd probably be the Dritz stuff. Yeah, but I mean, there are other names that like obviously aren't like super. Well, not on our, not on your radar. Yeah, not on my radar. none of it's really on my radar. Because like the but... old heads, they love like Elminster, like which is like yeah. the wizard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of new people like uh, I forgot her name. I but um, it's Erin Evans's book uh, where she talks about like a tiefling sorcerer. I really feel like we're more likely to get um. Instead of these specific characters, we're more likely to get stuff for, like, specific creatures and stuff. In the... Like, statues and oh, stuff made like for like, if they got figures creatures. and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know how they do the dragon heads? Mm-hmm. Like, do, like, a whole dragon, like, sideshow kind of statue or something? Wow. That... I mean, because they make huge sideshow statues as it is. Well, they also do make the bigger uh, statues recently with wizards. They made the... What was that black and yellow dragon thing? I don't think I saw that. Uh, they also came out with that big-ass white dragon... I, I may have that seen was that. when um damn what was that it was when the anniversary hit they had the sapphire yeah. dragon that comes with the dice and then after that they had the big I forgot what scale size it is but it was like the size of this table like the the base of it oh wow it was big That's it was big. it was like a this black is a, and this is like a this is over a foot long this is like a foot and a half long table oh, yeah, it was big it was pretty big I forgot the name of it um I wish we <laughs> I mean I don't yeah, want to time looking it yeah. up. But it, it came out with one of the sets. I think it was like Descent to Avernus or even whatever that came after that. Okay. Like those minis were coming out. And there was like a, the big white dragon. Okay. That like even had like a miniature or something on its neck. Or I think if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so like a cobalt probably? No, no. I think it was like a person. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um. But anyway, point is like they already make big scale like that. So to see Hot Toys or something like that do like a yeah. big ass figure that yeah. has configuration and stuff like that, yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot... That can happen now, so it's looking really exciting for the rest of this year and going into twenty twenty two. Yeah, the next like four years, because like we have already done so much. What it was twenty fifteen or twenty twenty fourteen is when it got announced, but like twenty fifteen is when it really came out. So it's been six six years. years. Six years they've doubled their profit. So you would say like within a decade they're definitely gonna hit some like high. I feel like this fifth fifth edition is gonna last for a long time because of this. Also, key note as to why Hasbro made the decision that they made is that this game that generally profits off of being in person and being mm-hmm. something that's supposed to have people around the table, they still did a lot of good numbers during COVID, during the pandemic. If right. anything, they flourished because people were staying home, paying for D&D Beyond, yeah. buying all these different types of things, and the numbers were just going up. Yeah. So the fact that they could be that profitable during a pandemic, yeah. when things go back to normal, it's going to be even crazier. It's going to be even more wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. And with so much on the horizon, <clears throat> even more so. Uh, <laughs> Everything the light touches. Uh, they have, uh, well, <clears throat> so I mean, I mean, a lot of people know, like, the, uh, it's already been announced for a while now that the new Dungeons and Dragons movie is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if a lot of you, if you were alive or if you were, or if you cared to go back, if you cared to go back and watch, or you saw it when you were young, like we did, 
the original Dungeons Dragon movie with Marlon Wayans, and I forgot who the main character was. Uh, I don't remember the main actor, but, but I you remember, remember his face though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like that. He's like some that fake some Jungle baby, Book looking guy, he's like some baby faced <laughs> guy. Yeah, he reminds me of like uh, well, I, okay, I can't say what I was gonna say, but he reminds me of like a younger Christian Slater. That's not what I was gonna say. But oh, he reminds me of a younger. I don't Christian know what you were gonna say, um, but uh, yeah, I, I can see that. He also kind of looks like. Uh, like those default like Prince like, of Persia characters, like, you know, like Rosie O'Donnell's younger brother or something. Like he looks really, really weird. But he, he but I remember. You no, know he kind of looks like. What's that movie? Um, not not Atlantis. Hold on. What's the one that they're in the sky with the sky surfing? Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. He looks like the main guy. Jim Hawkins. The main guy from Jim Treasure Hawkins? Planet. Yeah. <laughs> kinda. Uh, but I know Jeremy Irons was the bad guy. Jeremy Irons was the bad guy. Yeah, you're right. Marlon Wayans was Marlon Wayans' character. Snails. That's right. He was named Snails. Justin Whalen. Justin was Whalen. What was his Rid- character's name? Ridley Freeborn. Yes. Yes, I remember now. I remember now. This is not. And Snails, I mean, I'm about to spoil it for like everybody. Who it's not it. a movie that's not worth spoiling. Like, First of all, it's, totally it's, it's, not even it. that, it's really not that great. It's but yeah, movie. Snails dies uh, towards the end of the movie. And Honestly, I cried. No, yeah, I remember crying I too. I cried. No. So I had this thing. Side note, guys, like, I used to cry whenever there was a dog involved. Something happened with dad's trauma. <laughs> and when the funny people died. When those three things happened, I was crying. And now, Marlon Reigns was the funny guy. Yeah, he was the funny guy. But wasn't he, like, do you remember what any of their classes might have been? Uh, I, think I think they Ridley were both thieves. Like a, right? They were, like, think, rogues, right? Yeah, I think they were both, like, like pickpocket thief mm-hmm. types. Um but I think Snails was just like the more like just a thief and a piece of shit than an actual fighter because yeah. he gets murked. Because I remember there was also a point where he gets like a really the main character gets like a really special sword or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, it was so bad. It was so bad. But it was just memories between that and the Mummy mixed for me because I saw them around the same time. Oh, so didn't the movie come out in like two thousand and one? Did it or two thousand? 2002? 2000. And Mummy came out in 1999. Yeah. So yeah, I saw yeah, them around yeah. the same time. That's crazy. Now, because I remember going to... Oh, you said you didn't go to the movies to watch Mummy. Not to see the Mummy. No, I saw it no. in theaters. Oh, yeah. I, saw I mean, I saw it at home. I saw the Mummy in theaters because I remember going to Toys R Us right after that and I, and I got me a Rick. I saw Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and the Mummy at home. I had Dungeons and Dragons on DVD. V- VHS? Oh, no, DVD. DVD. It was like one of the first DVDs I had. One of the first DVDs you ever had? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. What does that say? So it was basically saying that like despite its poor box office performance it still had a made for tv sequel which i watched i think it had two sequels it had yeah so exactly it had wrath of the dragon god uh was just released in 2005 wow and it's it's better than the first one in the sense that it stays on theme of D, like it really shows but it's just like super i mean it's 2005 you yeah i made you watch the beginning of doctor who yeah for like the revamp with, yeah, with Eccleston. Yeah. you know what those graphics yeah, look like in 2005 yeah. And then in 2011, it was the third film, The Book of Vile Darkness, which again is ass, but is more heavily written to be like those Easter eggs for like D&D players. Like there's right. the typical party of like, here's the, the elven mage. Yeah. Like here's the dwarf, you know, fighter who's always like, Mah. you know, like it had those. I feel like Lord of the Rings is a better representation of a D&D oh, party than fucking D&D is. <laughs> and that came out what? Like 2005. Yeah. Way because you know what a lot of uh Lord of the Rings is like practical effects and, yeah. and makeup and yes, so yes. D was trying to be like computers, yeah, we know how to use them. No, you don't, no, you don't with your Windows 98 ass. But, <laughs> but but to that to the point of technology, 
Now, movie making technology has reached new oh. heights. They're bringing people back to life in movies now. But, yes. So this new Dungeons and Dragons movie is going to be the shit. But now, special effects who's funding it? I don't who's know. the studio? Uh, I don't remember. Paramount. Okay. Paramount. So, and Paramount got that cheese. Yeah. So Wait, but then wasn't it Paramount the first time? I don't know. Or am I making that up? I don't know. All right. It might have been. But Red, um, Yo, Red Band. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it could have been. But in any case, I'm excited. Just based on just... Odds of it having a better oh. story. Odds of it having a better story and better special effects are higher. New, new lines. So no, not Paramount. Well, cool thing though. Aside, new line cinema did the original. Yeah, but the cool thing I just saw. So the directors, the duo behind the movie, are the same two people that did uh, Game Night, which I actually saw. With, I've uh, never seen Game Night with Jason Bateman. What was that movie about? It was a couple that hosted uh, a game night. Game night, um, and then they always try to like spice it up or do some extra shit and i hope i'm getting this so right because there's two movies that are like this <laughs> okay so i don't know if i'm getting the funnier one or there's like a darker one okay well but the funnier out. one with jason bateman hold on red band just came to me yep yeah it's with uh with jason bateman so um they basically set up game night and it's like this murder mystery okay but like it, and it's like it has like like the person that came up with this hired fake thugs like a fake kidnapping type of thing like there's a bunch of stuff but then there's like an actual like slew of bad things that happen that okay. makes sense with the, the fake game? shit. Yeah. So are you saying all right, so do you think the Dungeons and Dragons movie is gonna be like some Jumanji shit where people get pulled into the game? No, I think I think Or it's gonna be set in that no, realm. No, I think it's gonna be set in that realm. I hope so. No, yeah. Absolutely. I don't I hope so. I don't think they would do the Jumanji. I thing. really hope Especially not. with that kind of cast. I don't yeah, see I mean, it. Yeah, they have they have Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name, but he's in Bridgerton. Uh, Reg Jean Page. <laughs> Reggie Jean Page. Reggie. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But on top of that, they also have Hugh Grant and Sophia Lillis yeah. from uh, It. Beverly from yeah, yeah. the It remake. So like I said, I don't think they would do the Jumanji style. I think like, they'll be already set characters. I, I hope so. They're already saying that Hugh Grant is most likely playing like a villain-esque type of character. I think he would be more of like the, you know, uh, type of like magey or like political dude who like makes it seem like if good. If he could be a named D&D character, who would you think he would be? I already know. A I named? already know who I would, if I, if he was going to be so an existing that, D&D character, even... Halister Blackcloak, the mad mage that's under the mountain. Oh, shit. In, in, the, in the mountain thing, in, a, in the water deep one. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if he was going to be a named villain, I think he's going to be that guy. See, like, yeah, he can fit that role of, like, anybody who's, like, has ties with, like, a political face, but also, like, that underground, like, mm-hmm. black market type of shit. Um, definitely, uh, what's her name? Sophia? Sophia yeah. Willis. Yeah, she's definitely, like, love like love interest. To who? Or or even aspiring something. I, don't I think know. she's going to be, like, oh, like a... Who knows? Like she could be anything. She'd be like a rogue. She'd be like an elf. Or oh, you think she's part of the party? Yeah, I think she's part of the party. Because I like, think along with, with well, I don't know. Because Michelle Rodriguez is very like I'm getting in there. She's probably gonna be like a like, some sort of barbarian or something. Who knows? How old is Sophia Little? She wow. She wasn't kidding. Seventeen, right? She's nineteen. Oh well. The real question is for me is Chris Pine is the leading role. I think what's if is he gonna be a? Oh, it even says it. Look, Hugh Grant is the main antagonist. Yeah. Do you think Chris Pine, if he's leading man, is going to be like a stick, like a straight up class, 
Like you think it's be like a paladin mm-hmm. or something? Oh, that, oh my god, Chris Pine is a paladin. Remember, I I, I chose Chris Pine. I remember as, that as Mavrock. But do you think he's gonna be like? Um, I hope they give him something like less like that roguish bullshit that happened in the past. I I, w- I would love to see him somebody with charisma. I don't see Chris Pine being the spellcaster. It's probably like a fighter or something. Uh, yeah, like a fighter or or a paladin. Like I don't think that. But do you think it's gonna be Eldritch like a knight? Do you think they're gonna ex- exemplify in a specific class or like an amalgamation of different things? I think I, uh, mm, that's good. I, I think it's gonna be more of a mix. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be like okay, people like can a fight and people do magic. Kind like of I thing. think, yeah, yeah, I think they'll just do it like all right, this guy can do more magic than this person, or they might not say, oh, yeah. he's a high astute sorcerer. He might like, be typecast as like a uh, uh, like an eldritch knight or something. Like that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah, like or like a paladin. You know, yeah. if, they, if if he's part of some royal guard or yeah. some shit. Like, what if that. he is a mage though? Like a mage main character? That'd be badass. I don't know. Like I don't. That'd be kind of cool. I think I associate him with all his, like, brute roles where he's, like, he can fight, you know, like and Captain, talk. Captain Kirk and shit? Yeah, so, like, I, I can totally see him being a paladin because he can have the armor, have the fighting, the the sword, the shield type of thing and still talk his way. I guess we'll see. I just hope um, that nobody ends up like snails. So feel <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> if anybody was snails, I think it's Michelle Rodriguez. Nah, if anybody's gonna be snails out of I that mean, list, she of dies people, in a lot of her roles. Out of that list of people we just said, if anybody's gonna be snails, if anybody's gonna, if they're gonna try and make anybody exemplify that role, probably Justice Smith. Oh fuck, right? But I don't want that though. I'm just yeah. saying that I don't want that though. Oh well, okay. With Justice Smith and Sophia Lillis, they're both young. They're probably like they they're might, probably they the, might be a thing. They're probably the adventuring party, Maybe. and they need someone skilled, and that's Chris Pine. Maybe to go against Hugh Grant. Maybe and whoever this. Regé is. I don't know. His, I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. Reggae Jean Page. It's reggae. Reggae That's Jean Page. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> reggae Jean. Reggae Jean. Oh, yeah. reggaeton. There you go. Reggae oh. Jean Page. Okay. Let me cast dirty one. Those of you who. Are- <laughs> 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 like a charm person they just start busting it down <laughs> more fire more fire <laughs> I'm gonna stop <laughs> I broke Josh guys I'm sorry <laughs> wow that's funny that's funny uh, but aside from the movie which is gonna be hype I think it comes out in 2022 I'm sure it's gonna oh they be, say that uh, I think it's coming out in 2022 or it's slated to uh, I'm not exactly sure. I don't think it's coming out this year, though. No, 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 it's not. I think they it's have. Not coming no, out they this just year. they just announced the um, the cast. I, I don't even think. Oh, Hasbro's even behind production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so then also oh, then we have real D and D people. Yeah, hands on with this. Yeah. So it's probably gonna okay. Be, I, I have more trust. It's probably going to be pretty impressive because the storylines have been pretty good for like as far as like their. Oh, you talking about in Wizards? I mean, like in D and D, like yeah, in yeah. Pierce. So they might actually take. Stuff that either has been released or being released or that's what plans. I, I kind of think that's what they should do. I think that kind. Now that I'm seeing that, I think that is um, what they're trying to do. Because a lot of their stuff have been like very um, what's the word like cohesive together. Like like right. they come out with a, with a expansion or something, and then there's like a whole bunch of other products that go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and Hasbro's a toy company. They're gonna have oof. It's gonna be all types of shit. But let's just hope they treat it a little better than they did Transformers towards the end. Hear me out here. Remember how I was talking about how I want a custom figure and sure. I would love to have like Mad Rock or whatever made and I don't know like a perfect 
Because sometimes you need like the perfect model to get it customized. Right. If they make a Chris Pine Paladin toy. If he's a Paladin. If he's a Paladin. I'm just saying. I'm just, again, in the scenario he is, I'm buying like three of those. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I need you to fucking hook this up <laughs> in different ways. Paint his skin gray. <laughs> Give him all that shit. I don't know, man. I kind of, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect, but well, I think it's going to be good. Hasbro was involved in that last, the last three also because they're, it's their property. True, but that was during Vike. So Hasbro, so Hasbro Wizards, was involved in the first yes, three. But remember, they didn't gain the rights to D&D until 95. Okay, so, so it's still only before been, the first one came out. I know, but it had still been only five years that they had like possession of what this could potentially be. Then they came out with fourth yeah, edition but, that was due to But Transformers was pretty dope and they've always had that. Like the Transformers stuff that came out like back in the day was always yeah. pretty cool. But again you they had, didn't mess that up. You also had uh what's his name that directed it? And the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon wasn't bad. Michael Bay. The cartoon wasn't bad. The Dungeons and Dragons cartoon? The old 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 one? I don't think it I don't I mean the episodes I saw they were dated, yeah sure, yeah, but they're yeah. not bad. And oh. that was like some Jumanji shit. Like they got sucked but into the game. I also I also again to his credit though, I also think it's the time period, right? Like ninety, like late nineties, early two thousands. Those are like very iffy. Like you know, like there's movies that we love that we're never gonna not love. Right. But then there's other movies that you're like, they fucked up the budget on this one. Yeah. You know, like we love the Mummy, and right. the Mummy came out in ninety nine, but then they come out with yeah. But the Mummy's actually a good movie. Though. No, no, yes, I'm saying we love the the Mummy, and they did a good job. But then they come out with the fucking CGI rock Scorpion King. And we were like, what are y'all doing? But that was the only bad part of that movie. But that's what I'm saying. Like they chose to spend their budget money on that, on that, and for nothing because right. it was ass. Same thing. Like for example, like the Power Rangers movie, right? And then you know what's funny? Overall about- corny movie. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like then you get that Megazord fight, and but you know what's, that money is doodle. You know what's funny about that too? Just like before we you know move on, that Rock thing. They so he's like the bad guy essentially in Mummy Returns. Mm-hmm. Like bringing him back is bad, right? Yeah. But then in the Scorpion King movie. Yeah. They paint him to be like the savior of the people. Yeah. So he just becomes the thing he destroyed. Absolute curse, power right? corrupts it, absolutely. It was a curse, right? No. Scorpion King was a prequel. Scorpion King was a prequel. He in his movie, he defeats this like yeah, cruel he's like, leader. He's just saying like And we, everybody's like, Yay, he becomes new king. Oh my god, awesome. But then he just becomes just as he's, bad. He's painting the image that like, imagine we got a prequel Thanos movie and where he's like just the savior yeah. of his people, ultimate soldier, and yeah. then becomes Thanos. And it becomes Thanos. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, so like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. But like, y'all both right though. Like in, to some degree, some villains are heroes to their own. Yeah, no, that's what some I'm, people. What I'm I'm just saying it's kind of like, yeah. I think they're just capitalizing on the rocks, no, star power, really. So it's, it's whatever. That's really what that was. But, um. Anyway, I don't know. I'm excited for the movie. I think they're going to use it. I have high hopes, right? It's the same thing we were talking about. We can't be shitting on, like, when people were shitting on Robert Pattinson being Batman and Heath Ledger being Joker. Well, like, well, like okay. Just yeah, get the I benefit can't... of the doubt All right, yeah, until okay. we see it. Sure. Because. Sure. Okay. The difference is I don't have a bad example of. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's fine. We'll figure it out when it comes out. One thing the article points out is that. When those first D and D movies came out, D and D wasn't as popular. Yes, yeah. right. But which is why I'm saying, which is you, to your point, yeah. which is why it might be treated better, sure. But still, like it's it, at the end of the day, it's still like a money thing. So it says high budget, though. I mean, they got I know I'm not a high. <laughs> you can have a high budget; and it'll still be terrible. They have they have good old talent, like older men that like been around, and they have the young talent. No, I, still it'll be cost a, like it'll, a decent amount. I'm sure it'll be 
good. Like, I'm sure, yeah. like, visually it'll look nice, but, like, I'm more concerned about, like, how the story is treated. Yeah, yeah. But to answer, like, your question, though, I do think that the roles, if you will, like, the classes are going to be... Fluid. They probably won't exist. Yeah. I think If Justice Smith is a mage, I'll be very happy. Like I mean, young mage. I I'm kind of mad that you pointed out that he could be the snails, and I think he would. I think he, he could be the snails. He could be treated like snails. That's yeah, what I meant. Not I, that he will be snails, but no, he could be no. Treated I like know. Snails. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he will fit that role of like the the, the bumbling the, sidekick. Yeah, the bumbling sidekick. The 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 cute guy you feel you know you feel some sympathy for or whatever, and then gets clipped. I want him to be just a young mage. That'd be really nice. I'd have fun with that. But we'll see. Talking right. about having fun, urchin. An urchin? No, I don't want to be a criminal. He's a bit of a criminal. He's like, you know. Nah, man. Mage. But to that point, in regards to big budgets, they're also making a game, right? Yeah, they're making a an open world like RPG style. And set in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. It's pretty impressive. Especially coming off the back of Baldur's Gate 3, which mm-hmm. is, yes, it's an early access, but people who are playing it love it. Yeah, I mean, they still have a lot of things to work on, but, like, some of the cool aspects... But I think... Sorry to cut you off. I yeah. think Baldur's Gate 3 is even the reason that this is being made. Oh, yeah, the success. Also, the success of Dungeons & Dragons. It's the Dragons, reaction. But, like, Baldur's Gate 3 reaction. It's in early access, and it still has this incredibly positive reaction. Yeah, I mean, we saw the gameplay of, like, a druid, and the fact that you could do certain things... Yeah. ...compared to other games that have druids, like World There's of Warcraft. There's even more I've seen... Where, like, you technically don't have to play the game, like, Diablo isometric. You can, like, get close oh, yeah, to your yeah. character. You can split the party. Like, there's mm-hmm. all types of shit that you can do. Um, there's, like, an auto-run feature. Like, you press where you want to go, and there's, like, a path. Yeah. Like, especially, oh, there's, like, a there's like an initiative, air yeah. quotes, style of fighting where, like, you get to do whatever you can do within those six seconds, if you will. Yeah, like, there's, so, there's straight I I was watching a friend play yeah. not so long ago. There's like, when you get into combat, initiative is rolled for everybody. Mm-hmm. And whoever's first goes first. And they even have the thing where like multiple people, if they rolled the same initiative, they all go. Mm-hmm. And they're just cycles through. And they, it's just like D&D. Like you have like, you have your actions everybody gets, but yeah. then you also have like sneak attack and all the other shit. I'm also, I'm, I'm, I mean, being the big MMO <laughs> person, mainly like I, I have high hopes just because of like, okay, we already know we have a staple to, to base off of, right? We have games like World of Warcraft. Right? But I don't think it's going to be MMO though. No, Is I don't, it? I don't think so either, but I'm saying like it's a big open world type of game. And I'm right. just saying like with a game like Boulder's Gate, with WoW, where there's like extensive lore games like, god of war ish uh skyrim like we have things that have done this and have been successful especially with like all the testing for new things now because like essentially if they could they would make an mmo forgotten realms if this you know is, is even more successful right because we have games like what's the new amazon one that just came out i have no idea you know what's on the, the amazon funded mmo that everybody was like, it's going to be the new WoW killer. Oh, yeah. And then, I, I don't remember the name yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's still doing well. Like, people are still, like... I mean, there's still, you know, there's there's those patches. They got to fix things. But, like, just the way you start off rip and, like, you just... You, you level up by, like, uh, what's the shit? Like, you you uh, forge your like, better weapons. Yeah. And you get, like, these more expertise and stuff like that. Those type of things will like evolve and translate into these types of games because they know what's working, what doesn't. Yeah. And like I said, like with any game that introduces open world, we know that the next step is MMO, right? Like you have Sometimes. games like Skyrim, right? Yeah. 
Skyrim's big open world, Oblivion, big open world. Like we have these open world things, and then they come out with yeah the MMOs. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know if the two are directly connected because like Elder Scrolls is still like a very like single player heavy mm. game, and I think obviously they're capitalizing on the popularity popularity of MMOs. Mm. And I'm not saying the game isn't successful; it is. I mean, it's been running for a long time, but I think with this, it's gonna work better as like a limited because you still want to keep that core experience of like Dungeons and Dragons like you oh, still want to keep the experience of like uh I don't I don't want it to turn into all that I mean we we already have it in the form of Neverwinter and I don't like Neverwinter oh you don't no like I don't think I don't think well that was what I'm the saying. idea of D&D translates properly in MMO that's what like that's what I'm saying though like that was if you will test one right like and it was it didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, as we keep going, like, okay, let's make this awesome open world. Boom. We do what we got to do. We establish this. It could be whatever. It could be the next Skyrim, right? Whatever. And then it's like, all right, let's try and make a better Neverwinter. I think it'll do good if they make it co-op. Like, if they had co-op in. Oh. Or some to some degree, but I don't want a whole-ass MMO. You know what it would be good as? Like, a Destiny Anthem type of game. That's a whole nother kind of game, though. Like those. Well, no, you still get the solo, and then you get those the mission. Solo, yeah, but the, like in those games, like solo isn't like the stories are terrible in those games. Oh yeah, well that's their fault. Like, <laughs> like just... those games aren't made for like the the uh, a narrative. Like there is a narrative, but it's made for like just to have shit to do. I think this will benefit more if it tries to copy what Baldur's Gate is doing, okay. which is giving you like everything that D and D gives you and more. Because there's stuff in Baldur's Gate that's not in the fucking. That's not in um, the game. Mm-hmm. And I think if they follow that, they'll benefit from more stuff. Like, I think it'll be an easier time selling the game to people. Because it'll be Baldur's Gate, but not fucking isometric and not like mm-hmm. a computer game. It'll be more like Skyrim, but with D&D rules attached to it. Now, with... I, have a, I got a question. I mean, and it's made by... <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't know who these people are. Before you say that, I don't know who these people are. I've never heard of Hidden Path Entertainment. Mm-hmm. But... If for those of you out there who are familiar with them or familiar with any of these games, they're developers. They're the developers behind Raccoon Lagoon, Defense Grid Two, and VR titles Witch Blood and Brass Tactics. I've never played any of those games, yeah. but it is a triple. It is going to be a triple A, so they do have the budget for it, which is good to know. And it's definitely third person. So it's definitely going to be an indie game, though. They're definitely an indie company with a triple A budget, and they're and. They are hiring for, for certain positions to work on this game. Graphics programmer, lead graphics programmer, senior technical artist, and a writer. So this, I mean, they can find on their Twitter page, you can find more information. But if anybody out there is willing to throw their hat in the ring to help make this game, I mean, it seems pretty down to earth. Oh. Oh, yeah. And they mentioned that Baldur's Gate is already, they mentioned in this article that Baldur's Gate is um, out right now. And... They're working on a co-op action RPG game called Dark Alliance starring Dritz Dorden, which I didn't even know that was coming out. Me either. So, and it's oh, planned to come out this year, too. Oh, that's Dark Alliance. I, I saw that title, but I didn't know what the hell that was. I thought it was just another book that I didn't read yet. Nope. Looks like it's, <laughs> like it's going to be a, game, a co-op action RPG. Oof. That sounds like fun. And it's going to take place in Icewind Dale, so... Ooh. I don't know. It's a pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good year so far. 
What were you going to say, though? That just got me hyped. So I totally cut you off. Uh, you said I got a question. And then I know. Um, we're just going to have to you let You did that. have a question you wanted to ask me. Though. I did. <laughs> See, I told you you were going to forget. Oh, you mean that? I saw that's not even in this. Oh, this next time? Okay. Well, if you remember, bring it up. But yeah. moving on. as far So that's already a lot of shit that's yeah. supposed to come out next, this oh, year. Oh, I remember. I'm so Go sorry. Um, in this open world game, being with all we have as content for 5th edition, do you want to see the diverse options of classes and subclasses? Or do you want just like the basic... Here is a fighter. Here. Nah, I want to be able to be like whatever I want to be. Okay. So like you know I want, all that. I want to be able to, like like I said, do what Baldur's Gate is doing. I want to be able to be... Like, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they have every single sub. They don't have every... Well, it's still in early access. Yeah. So they have... Out of all the classes, they have nine. They don't have... They don't have Barbarian. And they don't have um, Sorcerer. Okay. But they have everything else, I think. Oh, I don't know if they have Ranger. No, they do. They have Ranger, but they're missing... There's 12 classes in total. Uh, if you're not including stuff like Bloodhunter. And they only have like nine. So they're missing They're missing Monk, Sorcerer, oh. Bard, and uh, Barbarian. They're missing those. And then as far as races go, they're also missing some races too. Okay. They don't have Gnome. They have Tiefling, though. Do they have Halflings, though? Yes, but they oh, don't have Gnomes. Okay. So oh. I guess, but they might add them. Like I said, it's still an early access. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're not. They're saying that the full release of Baldur's Gate 3 won't be till like fall of this year that's a lot of so i think and we know that they're adding more stuff because the druid was just added in yeah so i think by fall they're gonna put in every class and every race which is when i'm gonna which is when i want to play it oh absolutely because i want to be other shit than what's there yeah yeah so not to say the game looks bad but there's so i want i want that in this game like i want to be able to choose my class or to build myself into that class like in skyrim or something i don't want to just be like forced a class on mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. or even if you can change jobs i was gonna even ask if like if like multi-classing could be a thing that too like what does that entail i mean because like they already give you requirements and prerequisites so they could implement that into game like hey if you choose fighter and you multi-class into druid you cannot do x y and z but you can do i think in that. that regard they might benefit from being like skyrim because skyrim was just like do whatever the fuck you want yeah but that's like that that whole talent tree system of like where do you want to put your points in right but what i mean is even if you don't spend points on a certain thing you can still do that thing oh yeah yeah. so yeah. like you can i could still use a sword and never put points into it. i yeah. won't get any better with it but i could so i think in that regard they could benefit from being more like skyrim but i suppose we'll see uh i think lastly more down to earth D news i suppose oh, yeah is the new book that's releasing in i think it's like may it's definitely not March. Oh, uh, yep, May 18th it's supposed to release. So I'm excited because it's a Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. So for those of you who have played Curse of Strahd or familiar with Curse of Strahd, familiar heard with us characters or heard us talk about it, I, we may have mentioned Van Richten like once or twice, Rudolph Van Richten, who's essentially the Van Helsing of D&D. And this, is, this book is meant to be like his guide to... Not only Ravenloft, which is like the main area, I suppose, in Curse of Strahd, but it's also uh, it's also a guide to like the other domains of dread or dread domains and the dark lords that rule them within the Shadowfell, where these where these beings are held. And um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this? I'm excited um, because when we first heard about it, I really just thought it was like 
another supplement. I mean, it is a supplement to Curse of Strahd, but more in a sense of playing towards the actual storyline of Curse of Strahd. And I like this because just like Candlekeep Mysteries, we're just getting new flavors and new stories that we can go and off in different directions with. And I think they say they give you more than a dozen different types of adventures you can go on or different, I would say, bad guys or like main antagonists in this storyline. I mean, in this book, but I think the coolest thing is that they even help you build your own. They, they help you based off of what kind of horrors and things you like. It helps you build a bad guy build the adventure, do what makes more sense for you as the person Mm -hmm. running the game, but also as for your players, like maybe they like more detective things. Maybe they like searching for clues or like killing a lot more massive enemies. You know, it helps you you build that. You could do, like you can use this to really write like sort of like a Call of Cthulhu style occult uh, detective story where it's not a lot of combat, mostly like intrigue and mystery. Definitely what you're doing. Um, which is what I fucking love, <laughs> and I, I think I think challenging I think challenging the players I like to challenge the players challenge the stats that players often dismiss. Yeah. So like a lot of people in their first time playing D anD D, they'll sometimes focus on the stats that have to do with combat, and they'll sort of relinquish other stats. I like this, and anything not even just this, but anything I only I'm only pointing this out because it's what we're talking about, but things that do this where they allow you to create different kinds of puzzles or dangers that don't rely on physically harming the player makes them think twice sometimes about how their characters are built because this could be very hard for somebody yeah yeah. even if there's not a lot of combat this could be very hard for a party that's just not about it and i don't know you're totally right i mean like just in and just for like more uh clarification guys these these books i mean if you don't mind i think i might read a little for those who don't take the time well while you look that up I'm just going to read this little bit right here. So it says, uh, this incarnation of Ravenloft reimagines a great deal of what came before. Past explorations of the setting directly linked many of the domains of Ravenloft into a pseudo-continent called the Core. We've taken the Core, the heart of the Ravenloft setting, and shattered it. In this new interpretation, every domain is a lonely island drifting through the mists. So everybody is, so Barovia and everybody else are all separate from each other. So they're all these own self-contained things. In fact, they talk about an old one from the 90s. I'll just read what it says. And it says, in the 90s, the domain of Falkovnia was a totalitarian regime ruled by a dark lord named Vlad Drakov, who had a Vlad the Impaler vibe. But since they already have Strahd as sort of like a Vlad-esque character, they decided to do away with that and instead change the character, keep the keep name of Falkovnia, but it's ruled instead by a dark lord named Vladeska Drakov. And she's a notorious military commander who is struggling to defend the, la- the, the last surviving city of that area from a domain-wide zombie apocalypse. So, like, yeah, no, very cool. different than what's going on in Strahd. Strahd is very, like, it's about dealing with him, whereas this is, like, the ruler of this domain is not necessarily the problem. Yeah. And um, so, like, going back to um, helping you kind of, you know, do your own thing and, and kind of just giving you the wide scope of stuff, right? It's... They title it the horror handbook, right? right? If you will, if you're not like too, I guess like an expert, right? So it lets you know it says, uh, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft cracks open more than just the gothic horror crypt. Gothic horror is, of course, still a major element of Ravenloft, but cosmic horror, dark fantasy, <laughs> ghost stories, occult detective stories, psychological horror, and more are now on the table. If you love any sort of horror, there's a domain of dread 
for you. And that's what they're kind of calling each different type of, of, dread, yeah. of story for horror. It's a domain of dread. Um, and just like Josh just read to you about, uh, Valet, what was the name? Val- Valeska? Valeska, yeah. That's another domain of dread. That's a yeah. specific, like, it's letting you know that like, she's fighting off the, the zombie board, right? Yeah. That's that type of domain of dread. That, that's what that yeah. story will entail too. Which is cool. Uh, like, that's what yeah. that's about. But I mean, you can also have something that's like you said, like something more down, not down to earth, but something less overt that has to do with like a cosmic horror or some sort of occult detective thing that where the, where the challenge or the antagonist may not be so apparent. Mm-hmm. And another cool thing with this book, I mean, like if, if by now you've been like digging deep and sinking into this rabbit hole of D and D books, yeah. Like the Monster Manual and the Drag, uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide, etc. Uh, there is a bestiary, if you will, in this book. Nice, specifically for new monsters and maybe some old edited monsters nice. that maybe have a little twist, right? Because they're from these different little pocket dimensions in yeah. Shadowfell. So it says, uh, "Here be monsters." <laughs> <laughs> it says the bestiary for Ravenloft is a who's who of horror. It includes our favorite nightmares from Ravenloft's past as well as beings from folklore and urban legends. For example, longtime D&D fans might recognize monsters such as the Carionette and the Grimishka. Never from, heard of them? Yeah, me either. Looking, looking forward to it. <laughs> from the second edition Ravenloft Monstrous Compendiums. So again, guys, this is the fifth edition of the game, and this goes back even to second edition. Yeah. Um, Ravenloft is old, yeah. And to give you guys an example, carionettes are creepy marionettes that jab you with silver needles and swap consciousness with you. That's what's up. Taking over your body and stranding you in a doll body. While Grimishka are creepy gremlin things that are allergic to magic. If you cast a spell on them, they might have an adverse reaction that includes potentially exploding into a swarm. That's what's up. Yeah, so, um, you know, they're also going to have um, monsters like, uh, you know, like the staples, vampires, uh, mind flayers, and they even have vampiric mind slayers. And I mind flayers, sorry. And I think the interesting thing is this is all from the perspective, just like a lot of D&D books are, usually from the perspective of an NPC. These are all from the perspective of Van Richten, who is like, like I said, the Van Helsing. He's like the famous monster hunter, vampire mm-hmm. slayer. So I, I assume this is all going to be from the perspective of him traveling to these different domains and what he experienced there what he's seen there and seemingly survived and i think on the cover in the alternate cover they have his like apprentice yes like esmeralda Esmeralda. and uh who's really cool Mm. you guys if you play curse of strahd you're familiar with that character other than strahd they're like i just love everything about that gothic horror stuff i love like van richten esmeralda strahd all those npcs in that in that thing is like the best so I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. all these people come back. And if you've listened to the past episodes, we t- spoke about the gothic lineage- lineages, yeah. like the Dampier, the... So is it going to be in here? The Reborn, yes, actually. So they're letting you know that you can be playable monsters, if you will, if you consider yourself a monster, if you're that Dampier or that Reborn. And there's two new subclasses too, right? I don't uh, think they've revealed what they are, but I, I think there's two new subclasses and I believe three new lineages. So. I, believe I remember seeing so. something that's like, I remember seeing something about that. I think that's the Dark Gifts section uh i remember seeing something um, like that oh i do know that there is a thing um so if you are familiar with the theros um books there was very like greek god type of thing going on there so with the gods and and what game with that uh storyline certain players and certain party members could give be given these like blessings by whatever chosen god and i don't remember the prerequisites but like you got like some cool added effect yeah. onto your character so now in this book 
they're going to have the dark, dark gifts. gifts. Yes. And yeah, it, I mean, I'm not going to read it, but it says mm. like it says that some of them they give you something, but then there's also a downside. So like one of them, I'll read really. It says one dark gift p- provides you with memories from your past life, whispers of information you really shouldn't know. Sometimes these can be great. Maybe you've never played the piano before, but somehow when you sit down at the keyboard, you cannot play. By the same token, under certain circumstances, you might have you might start having visions from the past lives that distract you from what you're doing. So that's as a matter of fact. Now you read that. Wasn't that like one of the gothic the lineages? Gothic lineages, like yeah, it's like the reborn one. Yeah, it gets like memories from something. So I guess this is like that. But you don't have to die. But it's like an item. Yeah, yeah. like you don't have to die. But it's like, I like that. It's like a there's a dichotomy to it. Like, oh, it's dark like magic. A, yeah, it's like an upside and a downside. Yeah. It's like a cursed item. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not that it's more or less beneficial, but it's just different. Yeah, it seems like the effects might be more subtle, mm-hmm. but um, and again, that's just more storytelling, right? That's more yeah. more flavor for the DM for the players for certain things. Yeah, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like super I'm excited. excited. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah, I mean, they could even if they were right, they even could go with the whole fact that they have uh, Candlekeep Mysteries, right? Which is just an amalgamation of different stories yeah. with different bad guys, different themes. You have Van Richten's Guide. To Ravenloft, right? Which is just a, a whole bunch of horror themed things. A lot of this could be leading up to what could potentially be the plot of the movie if we want to bring it back, right? Maybe. Like, they maybe might play around with what's more popular or what, you know. Probably. Well, they probably I mean, it could something. be, it could be a, a testing bed. So, yeah. like, it, we'll, we'll see. But I mean, I think really at this point, I think any of the stories that they've made so far could be good stories to tell. Um, I feel like they, if I was them, I would lean towards like anything to do with Icewind Dale. Just because of the popularity with that, mm-hmm. because just because you know you have the ice, the rhyme of the frost maiden book, mm-hmm. which is in Icewind Dale, which is where Driss is from, and you have all that history and all that stuff. So a lot of fan people like you who've read the books would be familiar with that. But it'll be a nice entry point for a lot of people. So I don't. I would bank on that as like just the best place to probably go. But again, any place would probably. I don't go. know how the contract thing goes with that because I do know that there are like some rights to like. I mean, obviously, they're D&D rights, right? Because they sell the books. But as far as, like, Salvatore being involved and, and whatnot. Also, like, who do you get to fucking play? No, I'm not those? saying just to be in it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying... You're just saying familiarity. Because there's a familiarity Got with you. that place. Yeah. You can... No, I don't think there should be any existing yeah. D&D characters in it. Because that takes away from whatever story they're trying to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they should use familiar places... Maybe mention things, but show don't show anybody. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because then it just becomes about that person, mm-hmm. and it's very much like it's like, like I don't right, even this, want them this to is mention. what I said. So uh, before, before we end, I'll say this: This is kind of like how I felt. Granted, they did it right, but when they introduced Boba Fett into the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. spoiler in yeah. season two, mm-hmm. I was very much like, "Well, now it's just gonna be a fucking show about Boba Fett," and it it wasn't. Yeah, which yeah. I was like, "Okay, fantastic. That's the way you should treat it. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put Dritz in." Just do it right. Like, yeah. he already has enough popularity. Like, I'm not saying he can't be in it, but, you know, just do it right. Yeah. But you're right. I'm, nevertheless, I'm excited for what's to come. So, I think it's time to roll. I don't remember who went last, first last time. You can go. You're holding the die. Fuck it. Oh. Wow. Ooh. That one was no preparation. I just wow. Went, I just went for it. Okay. Okay. You're going to wait. There's no way you're going to roll lower I, than that. Don't I gotta, say that. I gotta, when I gotta, you say I gotta, that. I got a six. I got a six. I got a nine. The arrow is where it... The dot. The oh. dot is not... It's at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. So I got, got a nine. Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Eight. Eight. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well. 
Wow, guys. I still don't know what the score is. I keep forgetting. Yeah, we keep man. saying we're going to check, but we never we'll do. We'll check on episode 20. Sure. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. We did say that. Okay. Yeah. So episode 20, we'll find out what the score is yeah. and take it from there. Until next time, guys. Yep. Bye. Peace.